She's missing. Missing? Disappeared two weeks ago. That was where she'd seen the girl's photo before, in the newspaper. She hadn't paid much attention, certainly hadn't connected it to Amber. The article had been more about the subculture of chaos and irresponsibility in their regional town than about the child. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Liam was watching her intently. On? Could Travis have got Amber to take the rap for him? He added his heartbreaker smile to the accent. Natalie stared at him. You think you got it wrong? I want to know the truth, which could take a wee while, and I've already used my five minutes. Can we do it over lunch? How about we leave it at coffee and you finish telling me now? We're talking about a child here. She may still be alive. To say nothing of Amber, you surely want to hear the full story? He paused. Dinner? Natalie narrowed her eyes. He was using Amber as bait. As in a date. She made a point of looking hard at his wedding ring. Call it what you like. Let me guess. She's got cancer. She doesn't understand you. You'll leave as soon as the kids are grown up. I'm thinking we're as happy as most and my kids like things the way they are. She didn't believe him, but at least his position was clear. Okay, Tomorrow night, then. But I don't discuss wives. That'd be just on first dates. Don't expect to make it any further. She watched him leave. If Liam's suspicions about Travis were right, there might be a chance of getting Amber out of prison, a chance to rectify an injustice that Natalie was partly responsible for. There were just three problems. After the incident on the Supreme Court steps, she had been forbidden by her supervisor to see Amber and Travis, permanently. She'd just agreed to have dinner with someone who had an axe to grind with her and whom she loathed and wanted to sleep with. And Bella Kay, Amber and Travis's baby, was still dead. Natalie's first patient didn't turn up, no surprise there. At least one patient a day failed to show, without bothering to call, apologise or explain. Half the women who saw Natalie existed in a permanent state of chaos. Monday was the hardest day of the week. At times, she felt like she was on a treadmill for months with her psychotherapy patients, listening to similar stories of abuse and its aftermath of anger, pain and despair and each patient had to play out the same scenarios many times before the endings changed. The process was slow, and it was repetitive. She often wondered if she was doing any good at all. Jessie Pryor, the new patient, arrived five minutes late. The one-line referral she had brought was over a year old and said nothing about why she might need to see a psychiatrist. Natalie didn't know the referring GP, and there was nothing to indicate why Jessie had decided to see her now. Jessie was exactly 22. Happy birthday to me, she said, rolling her eyes. She was wearing a Misfits t-shirt, cut off at the shoulders to reveal heavily tattooed rolls of flesh. The upper part of her left upper arm was a mess of anime cartoons inked onto her skin, overlapping with other figures that had been partly removed. Black roots were showing in her short blonde hair. Her demeanour communicated a succinct message. I hate you and I hate the world, but I hate myself even more. Natalie had been in this space at 16, minus the weight and with piercings instead of tats. 
probably with a lot less cause. Grist for the treadmill. What do you ride? asked Jessie as she threw herself into the corner armchair rather than the upright one opposite Natalie. Liam's arrival had interrupted Natalie's routine and she hadn't had time to change out of her leather trousers. An analyst would have said, why do you ask? Natalie was happy just to have the connection. Ducati 1200? Big bike. You ride too? Nah, my brother. Used to take me on the back. Her look suggested bike riders were cool, but that she wasn't sure what to make of a psychiatrist who rode to work. Natalie smiled in response. How old were you? Twelve. Me and Dad had just moved in with Jay and his mum. His real name's Jesse, can you believe? We had to call him Jay to stop the confusion. One of the more benign problems of blended families. It had been a turning point.